Welcome to the Total Boss Podcast, and I'm your host, Cristiano Green, a podcast where we talk about finding fulfillment through self-development, being a leader of your own life, and getting the most out of it as well. Tenacity, originality, talent, authenticity, and being legendary. It's all about living your best life. Hello, 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 all you total bosses out there, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Total Boss Podcast. My name is Christiana Green. I am your podcast host, and I am a mindset and transformation coach working with gay men to help them turn their trauma into triumphs. So this week's episode is actually an excerpt of um, a conversation, a really great conversation that we had during my recent boot camp, a relationship boot camp, where I helped uh, gay men to really understand what it takes to have a strong, solid relationship with yourself and how that becomes a reflection of your relationships with everybody else in your life and all of the other things such as finances and health and your career. So have a listen to this part because I think it was a very important part for us as gay men and uh, really love to hear your thoughts at the end as to, to what you thought on this as well. Okay, well, there's just something David said about personal and professional um, growth. And, you know, I've been marginalised professionally because I'm gay. As a teacher, Grant, I've been um, bullied as a teacher for being gay. So it definitely does happen through like a global thing. I think it's happened globally for me. And um, that's really held me back. And um, I just wanted to share that because, um, you know, that's my experience professionally. And it wasn't, wasn't mainly it was female teachers that were bullying um and uh you know a lot of these female teachers are were on their like and i can get that they're feminist kind of um you know bandwagon but i'm quite a gentle um fair person and they saw me as a target because i'm male and gay and they just went for it and marginalized me professionally. And it didn't just happen in one school. It happened in lots of other schools, lots of most schools that I was in. Okay, so that's my rant over. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rod, for sharing. And and that's that's very much an important part. Like I said, there are always going to be people out there who have prejudice against us, who have their own judgments of who we are and what we are. And that's, you know, where they're at is, you know, for whatever reason, a lot of these people come from a place of fear, you know. They're fearful of things that are different to them, you know, people that are different to them. And they've also, some people have been indoctrinated into a way of thinking, you know, especially when it comes to certain religions. We all know that, you know, things have been shifting over the years, but there's there's a lot of, you know, parts of, religion that is that is that people have believed and taught because they've just been told those things so when it comes to people who are bullying us you know it comes from from a lack of they're they're living they're the people that are living at effect they're on the insecurity side because if you were truly someone who was living your life and be and confident within yourself 
you wouldn't worry about what someone else is doing and how they're living their life. So we have to look at the bullies and go, hey, you know what? There's something in them that they need to probably see and work on. And they're trying, they're, they're projecting that onto us. And yeah, that's why I looked um, at when I came through it. I went through a lot of, you know, self-discovery when it came to my bullying. And I said to myself, well, if I were, if I'm in a good place in my life and who I am, I would never be able to do that. And I, and I you look at the people out there because people who are living their life and who, who are truly at that, that level of confidence, who are truly confident from within, who are focused on themselves, don't, don't, wouldn't do that to some other people. So I know that, you know, happening yeah. really is traumatic for us. But I think for them, they're probably struggling with trauma for themselves. And some of these people who bully you about being gay, well, why do you think some people have a problem with, with you being gay? They could be that way else. So some people who are yeah. doing that, they could be again because of you know they've been indoctrinated into certain certain belief systems. Because again, our belief systems come from our families, they come from society, they come from our religion as well. And sometimes until we actually actively think about things for ourselves, where we might be in a position like this where we talk about it, that's where people's belief systems change when you get questioned or you find new information. So understanding completely that the, the bullying is is the biggest thing that I, I know, like I said, I speak to, to hundreds of gay men and bullying, 40% of, of gay men get, get bullied in their lifetime, you know? And that's not it's just, just at, like I said, that's not just as a kid in school, that's in the workplace, which you're saying as yeah. well, which was a school, right? It happens, right? And it comes to in the community, it's in your home as well. People get bullied at home by, as, as you've talked about with, with people in, in your family, right? They, they try to bully you, because they're intimidated by you as well, right? Yeah. Um, you know, talking about work environments and social environments, I'm kind of glad that um, there's laws put in place to protect gay people because um, gay people have a right to go out and work and earn money and, and have a, a, a certain um, quality of life. And... Um, you know, whenever I try to protect or whenever I try to, in one certain school, put my views forward about what was happening, that was the card they played all the time, very subtly. Yeah. So that's, that's gay people being marginalised. And, um, you know, I just always compare it to, I, I get really militant about things like this, but I just compare it to the way that black people were treated in America in the 1950s and 60s. And, um, you know, it's all very well to discuss it and things, but there needs to be, um, there needs to be, um, you know, political things put in place to protect people like us so that we, um, are guaranteed and we know we have the same rights as what white middle class straight people have sorry i'm getting all excited <laughs> it's okay right and i understand this because i know we've spoken about this um before and this is often what leads people within the gay community to 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 have you know self-hatred and internalized homophobia right because often you know we talk about you know the stages of coming out right and and in the stages of coming out you start with denial then there's anger then there's bargaining then there's depression and then there's finally acceptance right 
And because of the life that we live as gay men and we constantly have to come out to people, like I said, we we never, people think, you know, straight people think you just come out once, right? But we all know that there's so much more deeper levels to, to coming out, right? So you might be coming out to your friends first and then you build up the courage to tell a family member and then it keeps going. Then every time you start a new job or you meet a new person, you often feel like sometimes you have to do, am I able to feel comfortable? Do I feel comfortable to do this? Exactly. Obligated to say, excuse me, I'm gay. They don't have to say, excuse me, I'm straight. Do they? Correct. So so when you go through those stages there, right, think about that. At the beginning of every person who ever comes to terms with them being gay, there's denial, right? Trying to trying to change the fact that it's true, like repression, pushing it down. Yeah. What does that do to some what what does that do to someone's mental health that trying to suppress who they are? and um repress well yeah repress it yeah repress it keep it down i actually at one part of my life i tried to change who i was i tried to make myself straight yeah that's the bargaining phase of it you try to bargain and pay yourself this that you can live a life that way and ron's putting his hands up because he's spent you know 60 63 years bargaining himself um that way right so when it comes down to it yes that this is why we, we why it's important for us to talk about it and to work with people who have understood that and been through these these same things because like i said at the beginning if we were in denial and we push it down for so long repress it that can go on for years right some people can repress those feelings for so long and that you know what that's can, like you know what that's like doing it's like saying oh i've got brown eyes i want i want gray eyes it's who you are it's what you are. You can't change the color. Well, you can chemically, you can change the color of your hair, but you can't change the color of your eyes. You know? Yeah, um, exactly. And it's just, a, I, I just feel there's an awful lot, still loads of ignorance about and prejudice. Totally. And um, I just hope that like, you know, these people in america that that have taken historically that have taken steps i mean i'm talking about black people in america now who took political steps to say excuse me i'm we're not putting up with this anymore um i think a lot a lot of gay people need to do that do you know well i feel like they have been fighting for their you know, their rights and equality in life for a long time. It's just obviously, you know, depending on the level of of, of person, right? So like we said, we're looking at this, like let's talk about this in the sense of the coming out stages, right? First, people will come through the stages and they'll come back through the stages. So again, we've got the denial. You get angry about it. Like you feel like, fuck, like I'm angry that I have to, you know, that this has happened to me. Why do I have to be the one that's, you know, living this way well why do I have to be different right so there's that whole anger that comes from it yeah then you come to bargaining where you're trying to at least live in that like how can I change it like, can, you know will I be able to oh, someone's I'll mute you for a second and then I'll, I'll be able to pull you back up mate in a second um but but yeah so there's that whole level of of that so you go through the bargaining stage which can take a long time because you know 
I know myself coming out, I told told myself and told everyone else that I was bisexual first because I didn't want to be able to throw myself out and then have to come back in if it wasn't working for me. So I started with being bisexual, right? And that was that level of still, in, there was a level of internalized homophobia because I wasn't accepting of myself. I didn't, I had a problem with being gay because I was worried about everyone else. So when you go through the stages, it's natural that people have the internalized homophobia that comes to play. The issue is, though, when you go through the stages, like I said, because we know we move on to depression after that, and that's a, that can be a, a very deep, dark place, right? We talk about mental health within the gay community. So, you know, we know that bullying for gay people is two times as likely as it is for straight people, that depression, anxiety, suicide rates are three times likely for gay men than they are for straight men. It comes down to 40% of people will be bullied, 50% will deal with some sort of depression and 60% will have anxiety and one in 10 people will either commit or attempt suicide in their life, right? All these problems also lead to things such as um, uh, uh, like, you know, addictions, right? So one in three gay men will suffer from some sort of addiction, whether that comes to, you know, alcohol, drugs, prescription medication, sex, right? These are all addictions that people come from from those different things that have happened in their life. But also you look at those, look at the numbers as well up to 40% of people hide their status for different reasons. You know, when people are, are meeting new people in their in their um, community, when people are applying for, for bank loans, when people are in their workplace, you know, when people are looking for support from governmental things, people feel that they're still going to get discriminated against. So they will stop themselves from, from being that way. What that can do for themselves is push them back down the level of the coming out stages, sometimes back into depression or bargaining, because they're trying to please other people and trying to fit into something because they're worried about this discrimination. What that does for that person is it heightens sometimes the internalized homophobia because, again, some people think that, you know, there's a big thing that people think, oh, I definitely don't have homophobia towards myself. But if you're having, if you're, if you're, if you're moving yourself back through the stages and you're not living yourself life in full acceptance, there is a part of you that does still have an issue with that. And again, we all know that there is, reasons in a life where sometimes we feel like we're not competent and capable of showing up as a gay man. And it's just natural, which is why these mental health numbers are so drastically high, which is why I want to work specifically with gay men, because I've been through all of those on every single one of those, when I, which I talked about, anxiety, depression, suicidal, bullying, um, addiction, right? I had all of those things. I've overcome those things now because I had to put a lot of work to do that. And so being able to be here and to be able to help people through the stages so that they can fully live at acceptance, release them from that internalized homophobia, it gives people freedom. And who as a gay man doesn't want to feel free that I don't have to, you know, hold back who I am, but I don't have to go and tell everybody who I am either. It's not about going out and saying, hey, to everybody, hey, I'm gay. Hey, I'm gay. Hey, girl, I'm gay. You know, we all not like that. But we don't have to share stuff about people if we don't want to. But it's not about saying, you know, I'm going to hide, like, because really when you're truly living as a gay man, you're just accepting of yourself as who you are. It doesn't mean you have to go and define it to every single person you meet. But it's about, like we, we talked about with, with Ron before, owning yourself and loving yourself for who you are. And that could be a journey, right? And this is why when we talk about it, like I said, because we have so many different new situations as gay men where we go into, where, like I said, if you start a new job, a lot of people as gay men will worry about what are other people going to think of them, right? What, what is this? Are they going to be accepting of it? I've been, in, I don't know how many people who's been in, in jobs where I used to feel like I was the only gay in the village is what I used to call it. every job. I was the only gay person, right? And, but 
I was the only openly gay person. I would find out later there was other people who would want to be that and they would talk to me privately, but they would be too afraid. And they were like, how can you be blah, 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 or whatever. But when I moved into one workplace, which was so accepting of it, I was like, well, it's not even an issue. Like they don't even care because there is so many people who are openly that way. And when you see the difference of being the only gay in the village or worrying about it, it does affect you. You know, it does affect how you go forward and make decisions in your career. It does affect whether you feel good enough to be able to take the next step forward because, you know, I had to move up and be seen above people who felt entitled to the position that I got given. You know, I didn't apply for roles in, in my last company where I moved up. I got given them. I never applied for them. I had people that were on the same level that felt entitled just because what Rob was saying, they were straight white male thinking that they deserved that job, Right. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not trying to stick cold, hold, hold the world against the straight white males because I don't have any prejudice towards anyone. I look at life and go, no, this is what society has led for, for a lot of people, right? But when we look at things like that, you know, you ha- we have to, you have these things come up for, for gay men on a consistent basis. If we don't have the mindset, we don't understand it, we don't heal ourselves from worrying about the perceptions that other people have of us, we live in the prison of their of, of our mindset, right? We live in our own prison because we're prisoners to how they see us sometimes. So allowing yourself to fully own yourself as, as, a, as a human being, which is all the parts of you, which is being gay, which is being, you know, a teacher, which is being a coach, which is being a family. Like Ron has has a family. I'm sure some of you, some other people here might have, have family or kids, et cetera, right? And Ron would never change those things, I'm sure, about himself. He's probably had some of the most amazing experiences being in those things. But you own the different parts of yourself. And sometimes you have to come out of the closet, not just as a gay person, but just as who you are. And that's what truly coming out is. I'm coming out as who I am, letting people in to see me for the person and the version of myself that I know I am. I'm not going to hide for that person. I'm not going to dim my light because that person feels that I need to live my life by their standards. Obviously, there are going to be moments in life where you want to make sure that you're being safe and secure. And like not every single um, opportunity in life, it needs for you to be open and vulnerable, which is what we're talking about with David, right? You're not going to share your stuff where you don't feel comfortable and safe. But if you're holding yourself back on a daily basis, what's that doing to your self-worth, to your self-love, to your self-confidence, to your self-esteem? It's down here and it keeps pushing down because I am I'm because I'm I'm living my life by what I those people expect of me or what they want of me. I'm saying I'm I'm constantly telling myself that I'm not good enough. I'm not meeting their standards, which is why we go into the achievers mindset of us trying to work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard to prove ourselves in another way because we already feel that us being gay is at a deficit. Whereas that's again the prisoners of our own mind. And again, if you're in workplaces that aren't accepting of who you are as a person, I'd be looking at why you were in that workplace in the in the first place. I'm not saying that the career is wrong, but like don't allow people to dim your light because of, of, of prejudice that other people have. And that's not saying that you have to leave your job. You, you can also communicate and work through with people. But I'm saying if, if you're having a battle on a day-to-day basis in a place that you spend, you know, a third of your life at, it's about figuring out how do I put myself in an environment that's actually allowing me to be who I am. And that's the thing we talk about as well as environment is important. Proximity, the people we're around are very important. And the environment we have around us is super important as well. So we need to stand up and say to ourselves, like I said, when we looked at the beginning of the day, when we scored ourselves in those areas, if I'm if I'm not able to be confident and it's because I'm in a job where I feel like I can't be myself, 
do I want to be in that job? Or do, is my confidence in who I am more important to me? So those are the things that we're trying to get through today to get to that deep level of understanding. And I know this can be triggering for some people because, you know, this is how life works. But, you know, if you're getting triggered by this, all I say is you are very welcome because if you're getting triggered, that means there's something coming up for you to work through, right? So own those those, those moments as well. So that's kind of what I wanted to share when it comes to understanding the stages of, of that, how we often as gay men have to come out so many times, how it leads to so much internalized homophobia, how it pushes you back and forth, and how if we work out understanding ourselves from the get-go and how we can be ourselves, we're not coming out as gay men anymore. We're just coming out as ourselves. And that's the most important part. Who here wants to come out as themselves fully and not worry about the fucking care about any of your sexuality or gender and all that stuff, right? Like, perfect, right? Almost everyone here wants to come out as who they are. And that's the biggest thing that, that we do. And yes, I, why I work with gay men is because we, we often pull ourselves back and hide ourselves because we're dimming a light for other people. But I'm not helping, I don't want to help you come out as gay. I want to help you to come out as who you are because at the deeper core, that's really where, the, where you're going to see the love and you're going to see the value and you're going to see the growth within yourself as well. As you can see, I'm very passionate about this type of a topic. So <laughs> if I've ranted along, uh, I hope that uh, it was adding value to you. So um, awesome, guys. Well, I trust that that was a valuable section for you to listen to. And as always, I love, love, love hearing from you guys. So if you have any feedback, any questions, any comments about what you just heard as part of my recent boot camp then feel free to leave comments below or reach out to me on social media i'm on facebook instagram linkedin you can catch me all there i love to hear from you guys anyway have a wonderful week and i'll be back next week with another brand new episode and always remember that you've got this and i've got you